It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked 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 On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and boy, is it different. Uh, And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I mean, how can you even ask at this point? Like, it's, it's every time you ask me how I'm doing, if every week it's, it seems more and more like a like a like an insult, uh, like a slight somehow. Yeah. Uh, not not doing great, Bob. Is, is yeah. I think the the I mean, the, uh, the term that I would I throw out there. Uh, it's 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 we just watched a whole lot of uh, ugly football, and and the Cowboys were on the whooping end of. Just one of the. I mean, I'm thinking back to the Baltimore game to close out Texas Stadium. Mm. Like that. That's that's like the kind of the last time I felt like this much like the Cowboys got beat. So we're gonna talk all about it. Yeah, that felt like a glorified preseason game. And in fact, I've seen some better play in preseason yeah. game. Uh, to be honest, sure. than than what we saw on Monday night. Uh, the Cowboys fall to the Cardinals, 38 to 10. Uh, the Cowboys now are at two and four on the season after six weeks. Um, if you're a very positive, optimistic person, uh, the Cowboys are still at top of the NFC East after six weeks. Uh, even if you're not, technically, I mean, we yeah, are technically we are. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it feels really, really weird. But um, man, Landon, everything, literally everything, went wrong for the Cowboys in this game. Uh, the only thing that went right is Kyler Murray was pretty awful. Uh, nine of 24, 188 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, still, they managed to to score 38 points in this contest. Um, the Cowboys they had three straight drives where they forced a punt to start the game, so you thought the defense was playing better, uh, but the offense just couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott finished the game with two fumbles. Andy Dalton had two turnovers. Uh, he was sacked three times. Uh, the Cowboys lost Zach Martin early in the game to it appears like a stinger slash concussion. Um, I mean, again, everything went wrong in this game. What were your What was your biggest takeaway from this Week Six contest? <laughs> Where do you start? I mean, uh, it's 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 kind of all of what we've been talking about. You've got the worst of of all worlds. You've got. An offense who is missing its captain, 
Um, and, and, you know, you feel like you have a backup quarterback who is, uh, competent, but I mean, this is stretching the boundaries of what could be possibly done with even the best history breaking backup quarterback. I mean, this is an offensive line that's broken now. I mean, I think without Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins coming into the game for the rest of the year, now Zach Martin is out with, uh, I mean, what started out with a stinger, then he come, then he gets a concussion so bad that he has to leave the game. So he's going to be in concussion protocol. So basically the only starting offensive lineman you have from the preseason or whatever you had for the preseason, we'll get back to that later, uh, is Connor Williams. And now you've got what was basically uh, a rookie at, at center who has been outperforming, to, to say the least. Uh, a guy that has not played an entire in any NFL snaps until this week um, in Connor McGovern, um, and then well, two people on looked the looked incredibly small out there. By the way, that was like our yeah. first time. I mean, he looks like he looks like he, he looks like Connor Williams from last year. You know, like or two years ago. You know, it's like that's 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 what well, these guys. Can, can like, I even throw know? a couple more and, injuries in there really quickly that you didn't mention? Joe Looney, right? Who opened the season as oh, a team yeah. starter? Yeah. Cam Irving, yeah. who was going to be this team's swing tackle, still not ready yeah. to go. So, outside of the just the starters, you're missing, you know, a key backup, uh, Mitch Blake Jarwin. As yeah, well. I mean, Don't Mitch Hyatt, him. which I mean, he's an offensive tackle that we didn't love, but my guess is he probably I, I, was I higher on the depth chart than even like a Terrence Steele. So. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He was I mean, that too. I mean, but could he but, be that much worse than what we're seeing right now? Honestly, you know, and that's the thing is that at this point now, too, even you know the guys who we thought were playing okay for themselves, like Brandon Stone Knight and, and Terrence Steele, are both they're falling apart. They're getting exposed. And I think you know they they played a little bit better when they had more tight ends out there to kind of help block things up a little bit and buy them time, and and then alternatively when they really spread things out i think they could kind of see things when they're attacking better but again just to kind of get back to the list of things that are not going right they've got a defense that is just historically bad i mean it's unbelievably bad and and again it's 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 a it's a combination of of not uh, of of injury of of a lack of talent at certain spots that never got better and then got worse with injury and then on top of that, a defense in general that is completely disconnected from its playbook and completely disconnected from, you know, what it's supposed to be doing in any kind of weird variation of the of the of the defensive call that they get. And they, you know, they clearly don't have any, um, um, you know, calls for, for, you know, banjo calls or whatever for for passing off, you know, uh, uh, routes in bunches or 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 you know, rub routes or any concepts that are going in 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 in, in compressed situations and then expanding out. They just they look lost and there's they're busting coverages. I mean, even the, even though we can talk about how they played well, and I thought they did play well for the first few drives. Uh, you know, if you look at the at the at the results total, uh, that, that that looked well. But I mean, like you said, they also gave up two a play on each one of the first two drives. That if if Murray had been a little bit more accurate, or I don't know if the wide receiver had run just a little bit the route a little bit better, that could have easily been long touchdowns. Right. Right. So uh, you know, I, I think it's it's not one thing. You know, it's it's I think that, you know, the the short season and all the crap involved in in that it led to a a whole bunch of 
of of bad coaching and playing situations but on top of that i think there's a talent issue i think that there's a you know an issue with the, the being caught in the middle of a scheme change during a, a, a terrible short season the, you know and and all these things add up to a, a, a situation where everybody is now pressing it's falling apart and they sense that when they're on the field there's you know they really stretch the the point, the stretch the ability of them to kind of leave the previous play in the dust and and focus on the next play because, you know, even even the the most focused professional football player can still look up at the scoreboard and see it's thirty three to ten or whatever at that point in the game. You know, it's like so uh, I yeah, there you saw a lot of bad you know hustle and that sort of thing and, and it's gonna happen it's just and, and and it's it's happening across the board and it's just incredibly ugly and you said it preseason like mm-hmm. football and that's because you're seeing players who should be playing in the preseason playing in the regular season and they are they are as coordinated as a, 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 a an NFL team would be in, in a regular pre-season. yeah so we talked about this the other day about what did we want to see the Cowboys do, basically? Artificially tank or try to compete for a playoff spot. And my reasoning for why I wanted to see the Cowboys try to go for it, I mean, I we, we both know, know that this isn't a Super Bowl team without Dak in the offensive line. But sure. yeah. we wanted them to find ways to win games because I think those losing habits can kind of get ingrained in you. And when things get a little tough... Um, you know, bad habits start to appear. And I thought today was a good example. I mean, you know, again, when this game was 28-3 or whatever it is, you saw the effort level drop off from a lot of guys, especially on defense. And you saw the concentration go, and you saw players dropping passes that they usually wouldn't drop. Um, that's what I was worried about is I don't want this team to mail it in whenever they feel like they're down and out. And that's just something that's hard to get rid of. It's hard to change that culture. And over the last decade, the Cowboys have been known as a team to kind of pack it in when things get rough. So, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to push back. No, on but that, I, I think with, I think I mean, with, that was I think the one, when, the, when listen, the quarterback has been out for all the talk for all the talk that we all gave Jason Garrett and 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 everything. And listen. This is also the thing that I warned everybody about when they when we fired Jason Garrett is that this is the level of thing that was possible. You know, no matter who you brought sure, in, a change sure. of scheme and all a change as as much as it may be needed, as much as it may be needed to take the next step, a step back was certainly in the realm of possibility here. And and the one thing that we said that we've always said about Jason Garrett is that his teams may be at the very very end, but Jason Garrett teams never quit on him like this. And, and I think that, listen, I'm not giving Mike McCarthy less of a leash. I, I think he's been dealt a completely unfair set of circumstances considering everything. But I, 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 I and honest to God, I'm really having a hard time in general looking at this as an appropriate sample size for the McCarthy administration, yes, you know, because I, because I just think that there's just, it's too much circumstance. And, and I don't, listen, as human beings, I, I would find it very frustrating too to 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 be where the Cowboys are, and then have to also be dealing with all the extra protocols and all the extra hassle of being an NFL player, and also knowing that you know, look, uh, we're in the middle of a game that's pretty clearly showing us that our season season is truly doomed without Prescott, and that's and that's frustrating. So uh, you know, I. I understand that a lot of people talking about that on Twitter and stuff, but I don't think that this is about 
losing culture habits seeping into the, the into this team. There's there's too many people that on this team that have played in championship level games and succeeded and that sort of thing. I just think that right now everyone knows that they're in a terrible situation and it's not going to get any better, you know, for the next 10 months. Yeah, I mean I agree, and it just would be nice to see. I mean, again, in that second half, we'll go back and we'll watch the All-22, but you saw a lot of defenders jogging to the football, uh, not necessarily trying to gang tackle. And again, the All-22 will verify this, but um, we'll have to circle back to that later in the week. Um, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Lynn, let's talk about Andy Dalton in this game. Uh, his first start with the Dallas Cowboys, 34 of 54 for 266 yards, averaged 4.9 yards of attempt, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, passer rating of 65. How do you think he played in this game? It, it, it's a it's a tough eval. You know, I don't think he was terrible. I mean, I I think that somebody was talking about uh, him is comparing him to Brandon Whedon, and that's completely ridiculous. Like I thought that you know at times he was playing, you know, he was playing okay. At least he was stepping up and making the, the throws. He wasn't accurate at times. He was taking, he was, you know, holding onto the ball too long and, and not getting rid of, get rid of it at times. But at the same time, he was playing with what it would be, you know, normally considered to be portions of the third offensive line in, in the preseason. So it's really difficult to kind of evaluate that. You, you, you and I had been talking about, you know, before we came on the pod, that Ezekiel Elliott and, and Tony, what was that stat that you had? I mean, they had 15, 15 targets, targets for, for 40 receiving yards in this game. Yeah, and I don't think that that's by design necessarily. I mean, obviously, some of them might be by like a screen or something might be designed or, or an occasional pass that's designed to them. But I think a lot of it was because he just had very little time to hold the ball. So he was having to dump it off to the wider, uh, to the running backs to. to get some kind of forward momentum going and it took until it took until they were able to kind of either add tight ends to 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 the uh, the passing scheme the pass blocking scheme uh or or when they were actually kind of spreading things out a little bit and giving the offensive linemen and and Dalton a little bit of a better view of of what what was coming at them so that they could kind of properly assign things but again like i mean can we just point out to the fact that like the, we're now talking about two people in Tyler Biotish and 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 Andy Dalton. I mean, how many snaps did these guys take 
I mean, they they were probably on the on the second team together, right? It's um, so at least there's that. Yeah, but but, sure. but I mean, how many snaps did they take? You know, with with the first team or 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 in prep, you know, all all throughout the preseason in this offense, like it's it's a it's a new center with a new quarterback in a new offense. Like, I mean, you, you understand? Like, that's I think that that's people need to reca- we all should be recalibrating our expectations on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, losing Dak was kind of the last bit of 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 forward momentum towards actually succeeding if, if if unless the rest of this team and this is what exactly what we talked about last week right unless the rest of this team was going to get mm-hmm. it together in a way that they clearly did not tonight then you know having Andy Dalton who is a a good enough uh, uh backup it doesn't really make any difference because you can't you you can't get the ball to to Cooper or Lamb or to or to to Gallup in any real way because you can't by the time to allow, allow those guys to get open down the field. I mean, I agree. I, we have no idea what Andy Dalton's going to do yet. Again, I, it's going to take him some a while to get into rhythm in this offense. And again, this was a <laughs> such a mismatch offensive line, as you mentioned. I don't feel like this is a fair evaluation. And again, he had chances. One of the interceptions was... Absolutely bogus, right? I mean, it should have been a pass interference. And Drake Kirkpatrick, I don't know how he got away with that. Uh, you know, the 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 booth or the official who is in the booth rarely disagrees with the the oh, call yeah. on the field. Yeah. So to get that one, and then you know, on the other side, on that next drive for Arizona to get the call that they got in the end zone, uh, it was just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It was just like a slap in the yeah. face. And and, and and again, it's it, it, everything that came, that it was Murphy's law to the full effect. Everything that could go wrong, right, did right. go wrong. And 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 it's this is you know, the result. Um, we need to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Do you want me to handle this one, or do you want to do it? Uh, you can you can handle. All it. right, that's fine. Um, I, I I've been a a strong advocate that your running back is only as good as the offensive line and the quarterback you play with. So, um, I, I need to be careful about you know not giving or not throwing too much blame at a running back because of a poor yards per carry average. Right over the last. Uh, five games, Zeke is averaging right at four yards a carry. Um, but again, the offensive line has been bad, so that's not necessarily his fault. What is his fault are the fumbles, and these are becoming a massive, massive problem. Over the last five weeks, Zeke now has five fumbles, four lost fumbles, and in this game, it, it really changed the game because the Cowboys had a, on the first fumble, they were driving the ball down the field, they were in Arizona territory fumble on the next one uh he fumbled put the cardinals right into a position to score another touchdown and the game was over when you're paying a player this much money to be a focal point of your offense you can't afford to have fumbles like that if you're not going to make up with it for big plays and because zeke hasn't been able to create big plays and again it's not all his fault these are just absolutely killer and i I was kind of shocked that they even put him back in the game considering the two fumbles and how rough it's been. But I think Tony Pollard was getting worn out. I don't think he was ready for that kind of a workload. But 
Well, he was playing. He was playing just as yeah, bad. Well, I, I mean, mean, that's the problem. Is that he got in there, averaged a yard less per carry than his. Yeah, but I didn't feel like he was too too bad. I mean, I don't think there was a noticeable difference between them on the field. There was a couple times where Pollard got the ball in the backfield and literally had to eat a three yard loss. But they been they were basically the same. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think the the issue is that t- Tony Pollard. I mean, if, if he finds a hole, he can get through it and run through it and, and with speed. But the problem, he can't. He I just don't see him like you know leaning forward or moving the pile, and not that it matters. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's fine. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think there was a difference between their play. But but yeah, I mean, the, the, I totally agree with everything you said. Like for for what we're you know paying Ezekiel Elliott and for all those other reasons besides who he is on this team, what's going on with him is unacceptable. And I don't know what they do to fix it, right? Because once you start get a re- getting I mean, a reputation as a fumbler in the NFL, teams notice that, right? And they start going after the ball more and more. And I think that's exactly what's, what's uh, bothering him now is teams are really grabbing at the football, and it's been costly. I mean, they, they probably should have lost in Week 2 against Atlanta because of the two fumbles. They were able to overcome it in that game. Uh, weren't able to overcome it here. So... Um, Knowing Zeke, I do think he's going to bounce back in a way. Yeah. I just, I just have a hard time believing this is a long-term problem. I mean, this is—it's been an exceptional run. There's absolutely no doubt. And if he, and if he's got like a Chuck Knobloch level, you know, mental block that's going to happen, that's one thing. But I, I just, I, I have a hard time believing that Zeke Elliott is now like a fumbler. Uh, that that doesn't just—that's not something that really. Uh, I don't know this yeah, we 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 don't for. need to touch on too much more of the the running back debate on whether you should pay them or whatever that. Yeah. I mean, we can do that. Yeah, I think we I think we've well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think people know our stances pretty well on that one. So we'll save that for a different day. There's a million other things to talk about. Uh, let's pause so I can tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I also wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off any order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's talk about the defense. Um, They didn't do anything really particularly well tonight. Uh, Still have just one interception on the season. Uh, Kyler Murray took one sack, and it was really one where he just kind of fell down. Uh, The the number of pressures they got on him were very minimal. Uh, The Cowboys were giving up big plays down the field. And somehow this could have been way, way worse if Kyler Murray was on at all. I mean, he was just flat out off all game long. 
Is there any hope that the Cowboys can figure this defense out over the next 10 weeks? I said it, you know, I, I said it after the game, I think, or, yeah. If the Cowboys don't do something about their defensive tackle situation, then they aren't fielding an NFL football team. You know, I just like the defensive tackle situation is is so far beyond poor. Uh, and now what they've got is they've got Justin Hamilton in there taking post snaps. I mean, he didn't look worse. He didn't look, but he didn't look no. better, you know, no. like, you know, but you're right. He, But I think that's the point is that it's time to get rid of Poe and, you know, or, or just completely move past him. If, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I, but I didn't, I'm pretty sure he didn't register a stat tonight. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he, did he even play. I don't even know if he played, I mean, honestly. Does it um, so I Hold on. <laughs> uh, he's technically listed as a starter. So <laughs> I, I guess he is. So I guess he did probably get trotted out there. <laughs> Or rolled out there. I don't know how they got out there. Um, the Cowboys got to do something there, you know, or 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 don't and soft tank for the rest of the I season. Mean, at, at this point, at, at this because, point, they're probably but, just going to roll out Gallimore right and just hope that he gets better. I mean, what? A- it's not. It's it's you're you're not. I think that's. I think to me that that's the the indicator here, right? Like honest, like honestly, right? Is that if they're not going to upgrade the defensive tackle situation? They're not honestly serious about winning football. And you're, I think you're right. The The problem is, right, it's with the way that the, the COVID rules are this year, any player that you you bring in has to be quarantined for six days, right? So if you if the Cowboys had a defensive tackle on free agency they wanted to bring in right now, they wouldn't even be, be able to play for this next Washington game, right? So it's... But still, but I mean, they, they're not even at the halfway point of the season. I mean... Right. And they're and, and they yeah, they lost yesterday, right? Right? But 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 I mean yesterday. They lost today. Tonight it seems like, you know, hours ago. They lost tonight, but they're still in first place in the NFC East. And and you and I were talking about last week it, it would be terrible to have to watch, you know, a tanking season. If they're not soft tanking, which you know, I'm not again totally against seeing some of these younger players playing, but if you're honestly trying to play for the the title, how can you go back out there and, and, and field the defensive tackle group? I mean, Snacks is on a practice squad, right? Like, you know, like, I don't... I, I just wonder I just don't know if how they're I, at the point where it's like, let's just develop these young kids. And if they get better, they get better. If not... Okay, and that's cool, but that's not trying I, to win I, the I agree. I, I don't know what you the know, That's is. not trying to, like, win the playoffs. That's, that's, that's like... That's that's resi- that's that, and that's what I mean by soft yeah, yeah, tanking sure. is not ever saying the words out loud necessarily, but making personnel sure, decisions sure. and you know decisions like this that just essentially decrease your chances of winning. I mean, I agree. It's <laughs> I, I don't know what the solution is, and I mean, it's not like they have other bodies that they can throw in there. Um, yeah. You know, you, at just at some point you, you run out of talent when you've had big injuries like Gerald McCoy and Tristan Hill. Um, I, I want to talk about the secondary. I actually thought Trevon Diggs yeah. played pretty well in this game. Uh, he had a couple pass deflections. For the most part, he did a good job covering DeAndre Hopkins. He did get loose late in the game on a on a mesh play where he kind of ran underneath and. Well, he yeah, Diggs got basically ran in full speed into his shoulder by another yeah. defensive yeah, back because fine. they didn't know what they were doing running across the field again with each yeah. other. They didn't have any calls on how to to play that, and so. I mean that was that was one of several times that that yeah. happened, you know. And again, they, they they don't have any kind of. It's like they're not practicing it, or 
they don't they they, they you know again i i, I it, they seem to be having a lot of issues when teams put players in motion especially unusual kind of orbital motions and stuff like that they just I don't know if they they know what the proper call is to cover that guy or or and and then again like we talked about it but like that play specifically or the bunches or the the meshes where people are going across the field and and they're causing intentional rubs I mean that's one thing Larry Fitzgerald seemingly was doing all night right was pick playing every single defensive back to try to get Hopkins open and you know got called for offensive pass interference at one point uh, but I mean. I think that they were getting away with a lot of it, you know, and, and it was working very effectively because Dallas didn't have a way to to, right, right. to counteract. Um, linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch played a little bit in this game. He looked <laughs> played a little bit. In this I mean, I think he got banged up a little bit. He he had a play where he got he got yeah, held. He did. Uh, no call, yeah. of course, but got got held and had a little bit of a shoulder injury. We'll check on his status, but I don't think it's anything super super serious. He came back in the game. Right. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, so I think I think he's okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, Lena. What is this defense? I mean, is there any positives to take away from from Monday night? I mean, again, like I think you 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 mentioned them. Uh, Trayvon Diggs played had some nice plays. Uh, I, I thought. Alden Smith had a nice rusher too. I thought Demarcus Lawrence, uh, he got hurt at some point and then left the field. I'm, so we do need to check on Demarcus Lawrence, I yep. think. Um, but no, no, there's not a ton of like positive play here. You know, I think, uh, like I said, confusion on the back end and and guys getting their butts kicked in on the front end, and it's not a great combination. Yeah, I mean. I, I know it's, it's, we're kind of at a loss. I mean, of words, honestly, that's folks. how I feel. It's, it's like well, I it's, don't know what to think. Uh, and, and, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that's that's pretty rare. I think uh, that probably means we need know. to close out the podcast, right? Because it's just maybe so. I because I just like I I think we need to watch the tape. But I mean, look, the effort was poor because the guys were tired, exhausted, I'm sure of playing in this season. But I mean, at the same time, their execution was was also terrible. So. Uh, you know, guys were getting the this, this offensive line is not great, and and they were guys were getting to the second level and sealing things off pretty easily. No matter who the linebackers were, was it, whether it was Layden or whether it was uh, 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 Smith or or you know, uh, we saw Joe uh, Thomas in them for a little bit, but I, I think you know it, it, the the defensive tackles are not helping them at all because they're not really you know occupying blocks. I think that you you mentioned that. We thought that Hamilton was probably as good as Poe, but you know that's that's not an improvement. That's just oh hey, we found a slightly sound of a slightly younger guy who's a little a little bit pl- play, bigger player than or a little bit you know better player than this you know pal- uh, five four hundred pounds of flesh that we just plopped down in the middle of the guard the center and see if he can if someone can move him. Uh, you know it's like it's it's not it's not enough of an improvement. Certainly not to to move the needle and and I think they 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 don't have any. They don't have any reserves coming, mm, you know, and no. until they actually make a move or something. This is what they've got, and 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 e- even then, it's they feel undermanned at the position. Oh yeah, for sure. You, like it's not even just like that the talent isn't good enough. It's like it doesn't feel like they have enough warm bodies playing the position. Right. Frankly, um, I'm gonna go to bed. We're recording this on Monday night. Yeah. And I'm sorry. no, no, I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna go to bed, true. and I'm gonna try to think of something positive to talk about tomorrow on Twitter. 
uh, in on another podcast because I think we need it. Um, I don't know what that's going to be. I, I mean, this is this is pretty uh, pretty bad right now. But let's let's hope by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're feeling a little bit more confident uh, about the Cowboys <laughs> uh, in Week Seven against uh, the Washington Football Team. At least we're not the Eagles, right? I guess that's what we can hang our hat on. At least we're not the Eagles. Again, always. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 